podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. Reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Shall we gather by the river, where bright angels' feet have trod, with its crystal tide forever flowing by the Yeah.
into the water to be baptized. I know I've got religion. I know I've got religion. I know I've got religion. Yes, I do. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take me to the water to be baptized. Hi, my name is Bailyn. I'm a member of Epworth. Our scripture reading today is Isaiah 43, 1-7. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And now Luke 3, 15 through 17 and 21 through 22. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat to his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, When all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased.
sanctuary on Sunday morning, but it's Thursday and I'm on about take three or four, I can't remember, of trying to record a sermon in my kitchen. Uh, this is how life has been in the past months, years even, and I know you understand. As I thought about the events of the week and the many changes and uncertain circumstances we face, I'm reminded of the words of songwriter Carrie Newcomer, and I want to share with you a few words from her song, You Can Do This Hard Thing, because it resonates with me and perhaps it will with you as well. Here we stand breathless and pressed. In hard times, hearts hung like laundry on backyard clotheslines. Impossible just takes a little more time. From the muddy ground comes a green volunteer in a place we thought barren. New life appears. Morning will come whistling some comforting tune for you. You can do this hard thing. You can do this hard thing. It's not easy, I know, but I believe that it's so. You can do this hard thing. Let's pray together. Gracious God, I ask now as we connect through the marvel of technology that you bind our hearts and thoughts together. And I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be fully acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus, whom we call the Christ. Amen. My friends, you may well hear a train whistle at some points because we live uh, at Jack London Square, right by the Amtrak station. And I cannot... Um, I don't know how to filter out that noise, so this is life. Bear with me. I was flooded with memories as I anticipated preaching in Epworth Sanctuary. Over five decades ago, Epworth was my church home. I spent many Sunday mornings in the choir loft and many Sunday evenings roaming around the sanctuary with members of the youth group. I recall one night calling on the phone, and we must have somehow had access to an office phone, a landline, of course. I called Assistant Pastor Glenda Thomas to ask whether we could consume the leftover communion bread that was still on the communion table. She said, remember that it's holy, and gave her permission. There are so many stories of being at Epworth and with Epworth people. There are so many adults who nurtured and challenged and supported me. An intergenerational Lenten study group that continued meeting for more than two years after Lent. Youth Sundays and camping trips and so much more. My opportunity to preach in the sanctuary has, of course, been upended by the virus that continues to impact so many of us, all of us. And so I found out on Tuesday that Epworth's tech team would like me to upload a sermon to the Epworth Dropbox on Thursday. And so 
Here it is. And isn't this the way we have learned through this persistent pandemic? We can plan all we like, but we pivot constantly. Faithful groups of people like Epworth's Do No Harm Committee make decisions about when, where, and how to gather and how to balance the needs of community with the need to protect each other. Because we must and we can. And the story of Jesus' baptism certainly doesn't require us to be in the sanctuary or require a preacher to be dressed in robe and stole. So won't you consider with me how this story becomes our story today? Because I suspect that we very much need the message that Jesus heard at the time of his baptism. Three gospel writers, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, tell us that Jesus is baptized at the River Jordan, baptized by John, who is kind of a New Testament Elijah, an odd but powerful character from the Jewish scriptures, a prophet expected to return when the Messiah comes. John is wild and fiery, and he shouts about repentance in the wilderness of Judea. And after John baptizes many people and Jesus, and Jesus is coming up from the water, the Spirit, Luke says, descends upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove. And there is a sound, a voice from the heavens. This is my son, the Beloved with whom I am well pleased. Luke offers no details about why Jesus receives this blessing at this moment. He receives this affirmation before we learn anything about his public ministry. Only later, does Luke tell us about Jesus healing and teaching and preaching and confronting opponents with wisdom and courage? Jesus has not yet called disciples nor traveled nor told parables that surprise and delight and disturb his listeners. Yet God is already pleased. In Greek, the verb form is perfect. I have been pleased. But a perfect verb suggests that, that something has happened in the past which stretches and reaches forward to the future. Now, like many biblical scholars, I assume that the gospel writers do not offer eyewitness accounts of Jesus' ministry, but instead shape a story decades later to persuade people to become part of this community, this movement, that even later was called Christianity. Yet I also believe that these early writers communicate an enduring truth. So the question is, what happens when we start with affirmation? My experience is that we, when we can understand ourselves and others as fundamentally good, as holding the potential of good, we are empowered to live and to act as just and merciful people.
Affirmation is an essential beginning. But there is more. The same spirit that descended upon Jesus at his baptism promptly sent him into the wilderness to experience temptation. And the temptation was for Jesus to abuse his power. And that's a hard temptation. The adversary says to him, if you are the son of God, then show me a miracle. And at every point, Jesus refuses because God-given power is not for show at the command of an adversary. Why did Jesus need to experience affirmation first? I suspect because he was about to do some very hard things. And the best preparation for hard is unconditional love and affirmation. You are my son. I am well pleased with you. On the strength of affirmation, Jesus moved forward into a rich but very difficult ministry. Affirmation comes first so that we can do the hard things. The same creator who surveyed creation and said, it is good. It is very good. What Matthew Fox calls original blessing calls Jesus beloved. I am, says the creator, well pleased with you. Indeed, blessing precedes all else, including sin. Of course, we have sinned, fallen short. To use the theologian Susanna Wesley's definition of sin as what separates us from God, we are all separated sometimes. But that separation, sin, is neither the last nor the first word. In Christian circles, we like to use the language of salvation. Perhaps you've encountered the question, are you saved? But there is another question equally important that should follow. Saved for what? Saved to work with God and others to create community. The kingdom of God right here. And I know that you at Epworth are well acquainted with the idea of the kingdom of God. Kinship and community with all creation. Affirmation is the start, but on the strength of that affirmation, you and I can move into the world to create kingdom. When I studied New Testament Greek for the first time, I was surprised and delighted to discover that the Greek verb sozo, often translated save, also means heal. Your faith has saved you. Your faith has healed you. It's the same. Most of us here understand our need for healing. Healing that comes from God. And as a saved and healed people whose need for healing is new every morning and met each day by an amazing grace 
we are doing hard things. Getting out of bed might be our most spiritual act some days. Preparing lesson plans, not knowing from week to week or even day to day whether we will be teaching online or in person. Struggling with how much to limit our activities and perhaps those of our children as we balance need for community with the need for safety. Turning the disappointment, the acute disappointment of a missed family gathering or a long planned vacation into a completely new adventure. Grieving. Oh, there is so much grief. The loss of those we love and those we don't know to cancer and COVID and poverty and addiction and violence and racism, and the list goes on. And in the midst of it all, as Carrie Newcomer says, noticing the green shoot on a plant. Standing in the rain, finally we have rain, and laughing because we and the earth need it so very much. So I invite you, wherever you are through the course of this week, to pay attention to water because we encounter it often at the faucet, at the table, in the sounds perhaps as we walk alongside the bay or by a riverbank. Pay attention to water and let the water remind you that you are beloved, that God is pleased with us. And because God is pleased, we can be the people God calls us to be. Say it to each other. Affirm each other. Affirm the essential goodness, the original blessing in yourself and others. Say it with your kindness towards someone you don't know at all. And move forth to do the hard things in front of you, knowing that you are held and loved and never alone. Surely. My friends, this is good news. Thanks be to God.
to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.